When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Get the Table, another wrestling roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, and the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hampler and Michael Sidgwick, here to discuss another burning wrestling issue. And that issue today is what needs to happen at the Raw XXX 30th anniversary show, basically. And Hamlet, it can't be as bad as Raw 25. Yeah, what needs to happen is it needs to sail over the pathetically low bar <laughs> set by genuinely one of the worst WWE shows of all time. Not one of the worst Raws, not one of the worst TV shows, pay-per-views, whatever. Simply one of the worst WWE productions of all time. Um, I'll remember that show, like, as long as I live as a wrestling fan. It was I watched it live, and often you kind of remember that experience, especially in the UK, like to our American viewers and listeners who don't understand what it's like to watch wrestling on this side of the pond where you, you're always in with, like, a very late night or a very early morning. So you want your commitment to be rewarded with something and do it right out the gate give you Stone Cold Steve Austin like he's here he's advertised he's not around all the time very much a special mm-hmm. attraction comeback performer and he doesn't say a word the opening segment of your big Raw 25 special the man that maybe defines it and it's comeback more than anything else and he's not permitted to say a single word and it was of course Mike Rome infamously oh. that bore the brunt of that when Austin got backstage and was reminded dragged by the scruff of his neck that Austin drew money and deserved more mic time than half of the complete losers that got it on <laughs> Raw 25. Just an abysmal uh, mix of bad nostalgia when they, they'd already proven they couldn't do it by then, but this was just like concrete proof. Oh, you can't even do nostalgia anymore. You've absolutely knackered it. Um, two bad cards on one great night uh, somehow. Uh, and like the worst possible use of a simulcast with some nostalgia that people like held very deeply in the heart with the Manhattan Center. Um, it was WWE proving that they could no longer even run New York. It was just an omni-shambles for the ages. <laughs> um, what, like a good year before AEW even formed. There was a lot that happened around that time that felt like it was teasing the need for more, even if it wasn't, even if it was just going to be all in or New Japan's growth or the rise of the Indies or whatever was going on at the time. There was a lot of things that WWE were doing that were kind of like just wetting people's appetite for wrestling outside of WWE, and Raw 25 felt like one of them nights. Yeah, they were driving people to seek out any and all competition, hence why any and all competition mm. went on the rise. All of it converged in some way to create AEW. Jesus Christ, that main event in the Manhattan Center Ugh. was unbelievably rotten. It bordered, well, it didn't border on. It just completely accelerated past parody the way the revival were treated. It was just, it was one of those shocking but unsurprising. Like, how do you not know DX 
that you are complete dicks. Like, <laughs> like I just don't understand how you do not know this. It was an unbelievably terrible night. They've done Legends nights that, uh, since then, mm-hmm. and they've been terrible as well. Um, what was the Hulk Hogan, Drew McIntyre thing? When, or the Goldberg thing, where basically a big segment got cut out. Yes. And Drew McIntyre had to respond to something that had been cut out and then made no sense. And look, Goldberg hadn't had time to call him disrespectful, so Drew had to respond to the claim that he was disrespectful by being disrespectful. (laughs) It was just an absolute, again, an omni-shambles, a complete atrocity, abomination of creative. And uh, yeah, these things tend to be terrible. The best one was Raw... Uh, the Raw, Raw 1000. 1000. Yeah. That was incredible. Raw 15 wasn't bad. Remember the second gimmick Battle Royal? Yeah. Like there, there was ways that they could be quite warm with the nostalgia. Yeah. And too often it's they've like stayed away from that warmth. Raw 1000 struck the perfect balance. So it's probably one of the best Raws of all time. Like the nostalgia was built towards. Mm. They got storyline material out of it with Heath Slater. The stupid hand thing was just incredible. I'm Great sorry. It mocks itself. Yeah. It's so defensive as an institution that when it actually mocks itself, it's like quite freeing. And there was it? major angle development within the actual roster at the time. It was an incredible show, Raw 1000, I hold it. Uh, that's nostalgia, <laughs> genuinely, for <laughs> me. And ever since then, you know, they do these Legends Nights. It's usually when they are panicked. This hasn't been a problem in recent years, actually, but like in the late 2010s, it was always in response to some terrible rating or other, and then three weeks later, they had a Legends Night, let's get Ron Simmons in to say, damn, and get like three more million people or whatever it is that you would normally get. I know that's an an exaggeration. The bar's very low, but welcome to the Papa H era. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, that's what's happening. Yeah. I mean, like you say, despite their track record, Roll 1000 aside, I am genuinely looking forward to this show. It's landed in a kind of perfect place. It's the go-home show for the Royal Rumble, of course. It is uh, a show with well, Raw for once with genuinely lots of stuff on it, title matches, a steel cage match, etc. But I think the thing that I'm most looking forward to, and we'll talk about potential, some legend stuff in a second, is the developments regarding the bloodline. Every generation will be there to acknowledge the tribal chief, quite rightly. Um, How do you see this one playing out? Uh, Hopefully with just exhilarating comedy, drama, and tension. I... I'm with you, actually. Like, I think this has the opportunity to be something far better than a lot of the Legends nights we've seen. There is already a half-decent Raw card, which is loads more than we've had for, what, the last two months? Yes. On a Monday Night Raw in general. So it's like... It's that usual WWE thing where they've given you like six weeks of terrible roars and like nothing to preview to make this one feel more special by comparison and by by default almost. Um, But this feels like a card that with any luck will strike the balance between the stuff that's happening now versus the legends and the nostalgia and the old clips and the novelty stuff they might do. Um, Because this advertised development of this uh, every generation of the Bloodline family tree comes at a time when... And I guess we'll, like, we'll probably talk about them in a bit more detail. But it comes at a time when like The Rock is still in and out of conversation around the Royal Rumble and around WrestleMania. It comes as it's one of the go-home angles for the Roman Reigns Kevin Owens title match. The other presumably will happen on the SmackDown afterwards. And of course, we'll feature, you would presume heavily, the honorary Sami Zayn. WWE, I, like, I think quite impressively, have twice attempted to have Roman Reigns acknowledge both the Usos and Sami Zayn and then have something get in the way of that. That feels like it's converging here. And you can well imagine both Usos finally getting their ceremonial lays and everything lined up for Sammy to the point where he's gotten a bit over-familiar and has put his arms around some Samoans or something like that. Something just this preposterous visual. 
and some tension that might be driven over what we're recording this ahead of SmackDown on mm-hmm. Friday. Some tension of, over what might have happened on SmackDown. Some tension ahead of what's going to happen at the Royal Rumble. Um, tag title it, match. A tag title match either side of the segment. So the Usos are either a set of belts down and frustrated or full of vim and vigor and confidence that they expect to beat the Judgment Day. Like, honestly, as a what scans as both a good celebration show segment and something deep in the guts of a quite engaging storyline. I think this is quite an inspired thing if they deliver what all of this promises. Yeah, we should mention as well that in parallel almost to this uh, segment being announced, which as Hamlet says, the idea of Sammy interacting with the elder generations of the bloodline <laughs> could be absolutely tremendous. But now I remember that um, Rikishi tweeted something to the effect of um, I love my three sons and I have three sons or something. Yeah. And Sami Zayn tweeted four in a way. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just absolutely phenomenal stuff. So yeah, any interactions with Sami, he's going to be on form. Um, he's the best comedy character and that undersells him drastically um, in wrestling at the moment. So I'm really looking forward to that. Just as a side point, because I don't know when I'm going to mention it, right? This might be a Herculean production effort and it might come at far too much expense than WWE are willing to pay but my God, I'd love to see. And look, I've got heat with a SmackDown fist. You all know this. Yes. It's not sentient. It does not book. Putting the physical SmackDown fist on <laughs> will not bring back the glory days of 2002. That's just not going to happen, okay? But I would love to see some kind of either physical collage of the raw sets through time. Ooh. Right at the bottom, or like the entranceway rather. So you've got like the Ico Pro, you've got that wonderful sort of neon um, multicolored thing, and then he can do like in the middle, you can do the Raw as War, and then he can do the early 2000s stuff, or you could just mix and match and mm. just get it out and just move it. Get the production staffers and pay them double rate. Should do that anyway. Um, I'd like to see that as well. Always good that stuff. Like we've been like looking at some of the like the old themes set to new clips and things like that. Anytime they experiment with the just the mixing up of the branding and the like the stuff that feels loyal enough. Like remember like old school Raws using the RAW for the set. Yeah. Yes. Like little visual things like that that because you're so because WWE kind of drains you with its production style of making every arena look the same. Any show like that mm. stands out when they just make those like when they just remind you of all the various different aesthetics they used to they used to use. I think the, the the bloodline acknowledgement ceremony or whatever we're going to be calling it, um, I think they can sort of have their cake and eat it too a little bit as well. We were discussing this before we came in here about The Rock. Obviously, it's the big question. Meltzer's to us saying, well, I don't think he's going to be there. and You know, he's not going to be doing anything rumble. You know, who knows? I'm sorry. It would be so funny if he doesn't. I'd lo- I, Honestly, I'd prefer to actually watch the build and the match hmm. itself. But after they've just simped after him, for like what two years now? Oh, it's in LA. In place, I was just going to yeah. say, if they sent an egg to the bloodline ceremony, that would be good LTST. Well, like, I, I don't think personally, I wouldn't want to see him do anything in the Rumble, but I do think they should have. I would hope, yeah, that they do do something with with Ro- him and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, and I think this can further it um, because I think you have every generation acknowledging the tribal chief and yeah, bowing to his presence and what have you, except for the Rock, who brings it via satellite, which would justify Roman Reigns having his nose kind of put out of joint, a bit like, you're still bigger than me, yeah. and I'm meant to be the tribal chief, the head of the table, and The Rock's just sort of like, yeah, well done, I suppose, or whatever. I think that could play into it really nicely, as much as you know, maybe fans will be disappointed if they're attending, but they're getting loads of other legends that we'll talk about. And The Rock's second. not being advertised, no, no. so they can't possibly be upset. 
This is not a... Rationally. No, yeah, this is not... Um, you know, we've talked a lot recently about the mercedes Monet thing. Like, boss was the word, wasn't it? That was, like, something that seemed to take people's speculation and allow it to build from being speculation to anticipation. WWE haven't done that with this. They've simply left this at the speculation stage. And I think that's why it's quite nicely balanced. They haven't even done that. Not really, but, like, just in terms of what we know about Roman Reigns' family. Look at me defending them. I know, yeah, but, like, this is what I mean. I think they've kind of, like, walked this tightrope quite well in that, mm. in that respect because we are... We're, we're welcome to fantasy book Sami Zayn scenarios, but really the rock stuff is just because you can tie it to it. I think we were talking about this on the, the Raw review earlier this week. This is the first point where they could like thread the rock into the ongoing bloodline narrative. It's not just the old way of we've got we've got an actual star bringing back in bury twenty wrestlers. I don't care. The, <laughs> like the rock's back. Well, he can do whatever he wants. This is him having to like yeah. figure into an existing story that people care about, regardless of if he's here or not. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's talk WWE legends, Sige. Uh, so hard. Confirmed so at time of recording. The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Road Dog, X-Pac, Ric Flair, Jerry the King Lawler, Teddy Long, Ron Simmons, Kurt Angle, and the Bella Twins. Out of that list, I'm sure we could run through all of them and suggest things that they should or possibly shouldn't do. But we've talked on in previous uh, Raw previews and reviews about the potential to do something with Kurt Angle and the Alpha Academy. Yeah, I just want to bury Road Dog first <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> before I do anything like that. Well, I'm just wondering, honestly, what Ron Simmons is going to do. I, I, I can't picture anything. But again, the speculation's running rampant. I wonder what he's going to say. Um, so that's something to really look forward to. Um, Road Dog, look, the last day, they were only on it, what, a couple of months ago now, was it? What what was that? DX? Yeah. Yeah, it was a DX birthday that Billy Gunn couldn't attend, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, so we know what that's going to be. Road Dog's going to say, ooh, it's different than what it was back in 1998. We can't say cock anymore. <laughs> Except you say way worse on your Facebook, so I don't know what the difference is there, <laughs> Road Dog. But on Alpha Academy and Chad Gable, like, and Kurt Angle, look, the thing of endorsing another wrestler very, very rarely works. We've seen it with, I mean... Ding, uh, ding, Sting, <laughs> Darby Allen mm. is the aberration. Well, just think, who's going to say that acknowledge Dink? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got a rub off Dink. Uh, Sting and Darby Allen is this incredible but total aberration mm. in terms of picking two uh, performers that come from different generations who are kind of similar, or you can tie them together, and one endorses the other, and it's 
actually worked. It is complete magic. So that is, it just never really works. We saw it with JBL and Baron Corbin. I think that's been completely, yeah, has that not. been abandoned? It, no, it's just not. It's just not, well, it's not Nobody's working. buying it, yeah. No one's buying it. it. Uh, Flair and AJ Styles is one of the more famous ones. So I'm not saying the, like, appalling take that, you know, if Kurt Angle says that Chad Gable's good, everyone will think that Chad Gable's Kurt Angle and he'll be a megastar. I think Chad Gable is just as exceptional as everybody else, mm-hmm. but I think the boat has been missed on him being a superstar. But that doesn't necessarily preclude a really fun segment that can launch Alpha Academy, who kind of played situational babyface on Raw last week and launched their face turn. And that's where the money is with that act. Yeah. Like people just want to like them. People get involved with the shush. People have just always liked Otis a great deal. So if Kurt Angle can be on hand to do some Kurt Angle things, Spider-Man meme point or something with Chad Gable, and they can solidify their baby face turn on the back of an interaction with Angle, then that's actual fruitful stuff. It's good use of nostalgia. It's not just putting a camera in Ted DiBiase's face and saying, do the laugh. <laughs> do the laugh. Right, okay, see you in three years. The next time I'm going to sh** rating. Imagine, uh... Sorry, Phil. <laughs> Imagine, like, actually, because they might use clips and they might use old highlights and things like that and trying to, like, get a bit like with the Bloodline, but like trying to interact with more stars on the main roster a day and how you use them. Like Kurt Angle said, like, Chad, like, I know I doused you with milk on SmackDown, but I know I c- we can make amends. And clearly there's all these connections between us. And I want to train you and give you all the gifts I have. And then Elias walks past and he just steals the guitar and does, Jimmy Crackhorn, I don't care. I got it. And hands him the guitar and gets him to do that. You think he's going to be resting all that immediately. Because it's that thing about, like, shooting the heels is something fans have probably wanted to do for ages now. And that's kind of how Kurt got over as a babyface. He was just so endearing in that stuff with Steve Austin that you couldn't wait to just out-and-out cheer him. And I think that's where we're at with uh, Alpha Academy at this point. So he's one of the few on this otherwise, at the moment, not particularly scintillating list of people that you actually want to see interacting. There's more people on this list of Legends plus Road Dog that I want to see, <laughs> that I want to see smile and wave than I do interacting with others. DX, you had your fingers burnt too many times on seeing wrestlers. Who do, the, who do the chin? Who do the beat up? Oh, who do they give the ruby? Mustafa Ali. Triple H gets to do it on camera because he's been doing it off camera yeah, for yeah. six months now. Um, like, I hope The Undertaker misses his flight. Uh, Ric Flair, I don't particularly like think they'll they'll want to have him be, do or say anything more well, than he's absolutely Yeah, like, but they were like... Follow the script. Rick. Don't ever follow forget the... how not self-aware this organization yeah, is. Yeah, true. Did he ever follow a script? Uh, not well. <laughs> not well. No. Yeah. They uh, might. Yeah, I don't know how you control Ric Flair. The man's it. uncontrollable. Yeah. Um, it's, I, it's. There's not. This is what I'm saying. I, they might we'll try more. and book himself an angle. <laughs> Get himself. Oh, go on then, one more. Man. <laughs> was it, was you it? twisted me arm. <laughs> it's like it's Royal Rumble season. It wasn't like last year. He trying to work, gimmick himself a place in the match. He was like talking about. I don't think Ric Flair's last match. My last match. I think it's the Royal Rumble. Didn't he say he was going to work Sasha Banks? Like yeah. two months ago. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. At WrestleMania. Is he going to do it for the? Uh, what's he going to do it for the money? Like the, <laughs> I don't know. I just I wouldn't. I wouldn't keep too many of these legends around for any longer than like. They start to stink. Like they start to honestly like stink up the show. There's uh, other matches. There's the, the mm. main. There's the main roster as we know them. They've actually got some things to do on this show. Well, yeah, exactly. We'll we'll talk more about legends and, and what they could be uh, up to on our Raw preview podcast. What culture wrestling? Wherever you get your podcast from, we have got a very special game to play with. That oh one yes, you gotta gotta listen to this so one. Join yeah. us for that one. But yeah, this is the final Raw before the Royal Rumble, and not only that, along with the Bloodline stuff, you've got. 
a US title match between Austin Theory and Bobby Lashley, and of course that steel cage match between Becky Lynch and Bailey as well. I've got higher hopes on this cage match than my esteemed colleague and other esteemed colleagues within what culture it would seem. Um, not for the first time in WWE, uh, and it happens with the women's division more than the men's in truth as well. The wrestlers are being required to wrestle their way out of bad creative. This has been a pretty terrible storyline. Most things Damage Katal have done have been terrible, but this is Becky and uh, Bailey. Like, there's not many more wrestlers you would trust to pull something good out of something that's been mostly bad. Um, women's steel cage matches are not as commonplace as you would think as well, and I don't know if that's going to help or hinder them because it's a steel cage match in WWE. The escape thing still creates problems. Dead as an attraction. Climbing contests or escape contests are more boring than just a fight in a cage, mm. but I would like to think the bulk of this can be that fight in a cage before we have to relent and do the WWE ending. I like both women that I want this to be good. But it doesn't come with that promise. It doesn't come with the promise it should do if this storyline had been better. It's going to be a climbing competition where the heels interfere despite you being told by the commentary team that, you know, there's no interference in a steel cage match. I'm sick of this. Years and years have been cynical about the same take. You can't even do jokes about it. So I've got very, very low expectations of the match. If nothing else, I'll think it'll function as a way to beat uh, to sorry, have Becky Lynch win so that she looks like a viable contender for the Rumble. And I'll say something is that, look, I think the stories generally are either actively bad, like that Karen segment, or just really quite dull and uninteresting. But they've booked more than one uh, female performer across the TV cycle where you think they could probably win this. Mm. By more than one, I mean two, because it's <laughs> Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch. Yeah. But still, that's more than you usually get. The, the, the Vince McMahon bar is so easy to clear. This is not bargaining, uh, and a lot of people won't know the matches I'm referencing because absolutely nobody was watching NXT. Triple H had a half-decent record with the women's cage matches on NXT. Uh, there was Shayna Baszler versus Io Shirai. There was Io Shirai versus, I think it was Candice LeRae in the payoff, or there was mm. a, maybe a Tegan Knox one. There's a, there was a few kicking around in an NXT that was otherwise getting hammered in the Wednesday Night War that were very good. And it's it's a little bit let the wrestlers wrestle. And I know you don't get that freedom so much on Monday Night Raw, but I think that's probably what I'm errantly and foolishly clinging on to with this one. Mm. Finally, do you think there'll be... Oh, we've got the US title match as well, but uh, I'd love to get your thoughts on that. And also, if you think there's going to be any big surprises uh, that, that aren't going to be you know given away, i.e. The Undertaker's going to be there, Shawn Michaels is going to be there, etc., in advance on the night. Um, they might day off like, leak a few more legends that are going to get named, like, maybe the ones they didn't deem worthy enough or they haven't yet got these. Let's get Sid out. They're going to say, yes, yeah. Like, Sid was announced one and then pulled, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, a, a couple of years back, which is a shame. Um, I, I'd like... They've obviously found these legends that they deem worthy of advertising, and others might just show up for a few nice surprises. What I would want, if that is going to happen, there's no names that spring to mind, truthfully, because they have cycled through the majority of them. If they're going to bring people back, I'd... Just de for the performers, more than anything, I desperately want something creative for them. One of the saddest elements of, I think it was Raw 25, um, was the cast list for the returning legends was huge, absolutely huge. And it invited such, like a wealth of like nice little moments that you could have with all these characters that came back. And then they were bringing them out in banks of five to wave on the stage. And the saddest one for me was that Terry Runnels came out on stage to wave in a gold uh, cocktail dress. She had thought enough to be like, I could be Marlena for the night. Goldust is on the roster for the time. Like all, you know, there's like, there's water under the bridge there now. Or she was just Marlena and very fondly remembered. And there she was in the gold dress. And I was like, right, go out there, you got 10 seconds, wave. 
Like, what a dreadful company. Like, these are characters that people were once really invested in mm-hmm. and use them. So anybody else say, I don't know, I would just like to think it's with more than just that in mind because I think that's what people remember from these, like, legend segments is that, yeah. that feeling of, like, the character coming back for the night that, like, people will forgive, like, the aging process just to have that, like, nostalgic warmth of a character they once loved. If they're insistent on keeping Chad Gable a heel, what they could do because his gimmick is he's the head of the Alpha Academy and he's very intelligent and academic and all the rest of it. Uh, The Steiners are on good terms with WWE right now. Obviously, they got inducted into the Hall of Mm -hmm. Fame and Bron Breaker's in the system and he's going to, you know... Steiner got out of that cage. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So he's popping about still to this day. They could have Steiner do his math promo. Gable... Um, point out the the flaws in his calculations, and then boom, Steiner screwdriver in the <laughs> middle of the ring. Oh, you give me an idea of something they could uh, do with Ric Flair as well. Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, who's leaving his US champ? Oh, I don't care much, but I'll say Austin Theory because um, like Bobby Lashley is just too big for that belt at this point. I know that's not. I know that's the opposite of what they've been doing potentially with Gunther. And they're asking you to think, just how big can this Intercontinental title run get? And are you really going to entertain the idea of Brock Lesnar competing for the Intercontinental title? Because what... I just don't think he would. What an achievement that would be. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, if that match occurs, if that match even occurs, that's that's going for doing what, like, 20 years worth of Intercontinental champions have tried and failed to do in elevating that belt. And truthfully, I just don't think that's been as successful a project with the United States no. title. Bobby Lashley has potentially big things coming his way. The Hurt Business is, is happening uh, there's a couple of different WrestleMania options, you would assume, on the table for him. And I th- I, honestly, the belt gets in the way. They just simply haven't made me feel for the US title what they have for the Intercontinental title in a way that it feels like a valuable stake for any of them. Yeah, there's rumours that Austin Theory's work and John Cena, they apparently filmed something yeah. on the SmackDown where they were both present in the building. So they could uh, John Cena could go for that US title. He's done it after yep. his big-time yeah. Cena main event run. He's got an in-build history. In fact, realistically... That title, if it's ever meant truly anything in WWE, bear in mind it was launched well after 2000, well after the true creative peak of the company, which was, what, 23 years ago at this point, then, you know, John Cena is the man who actually made it mean something, which is a measure of his star power. So they could very much build a US title program between Cena and Theory on that basis if they're insisting that Theory's a new Cena, which I don't think he is, but that's what they think. He could bring back Cena's uh, spinner belt and like put his own face on the spinner. You know, the US US title spinner he had, something Uh, like that. Absolutely. So yeah, I can see them keeping it on Theory for that very reason and the fact that they could screw Lashley out because obviously Theory's not beating him clean. Mm. And then the fact that he's not won the US title could strengthen MVP's case that we need to yeah. do business together yeah. once again. Love that. Well, let us know your thoughts ahead of uh, Raw Triple X uh, this coming Monday in uh, in the comment section or on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, watch there on Twitter. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet on Twitter at... Michael Hamlet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, as I said. Uh, but for now, so we can get the table. My thanks to the Dadly Voice. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.